0: This episode contains explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Dad are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Monday, October 31st. Happy Halloween! This is the Friendship Fiasco Edition. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting Advice column, and mom to Naima, who is nine and a half, and we live in Los Angeles.
1: I'm Zach Rosen. I make the Best Advice Show podcast... I'm the dad of Noah, who's five, and Ami, who's two. We live in Detroit.
2: And I'm Fiona Kong, founder of the Home Sweet Home Journal for co-parenting families. I am the mom to six-year-old Emil, and we live in Los Angeles.
0: Today on the show, we've got a letter from a parent whose child is dealing with some less than ideal behavior within their friend group. Um... One kid is struggling and everybody is impacted. What should they do? Well, we're going to talk about it. First, we wanted to jump into our Monday mailbag. We're going to share a few letters. The first one we got in response to our recent birthday party episode.
3: Dear mom and dad, we just celebrated my now eight-year-old's birthday. We've been able to do small family things over the past couple of years, but she wanted a friend birthday party this year. I was stressed about activities and money, and then I read a post from Busy Toddler, And it was a great reminder that we need to tone down the parties. We don't have to continue doing these epic Pinterest, Instagram-worthy parties. They just want to play with their friends and have some cake. We ended up having eight friends over to our small house, and we didn't plan any activities. We decorated with streamers and balloons. They had a blast, and my daughter was so happy. I know the letter writer said that they can't do it at their house, but going to a playground has built-in fun, even in the rain. And most parks have covered spaces for adults, which is nice. I think we've gotten into this competitive parenting space where we're trying to outdo the last party or we're not being good parents. And that's about us, not the kids. They just want to play with their friends and have cake. Make it simple. Another cheap indoor option is reserving a side room at the public library. Those are free, but you will have to bring some activities in there.
0: Good luck. We also got more feedback from our Don't Fear the Diagnosis episode.
3: Dear mom and dad, I've been listening to your show for a few years and I mostly listen as a parent, but I'm also a school based occupational therapist. I have to say, I love your knowledge of pediatric occupational therapy after hearing references to it in multiple episodes. It's great for our profession to get these positive mentions since many people don't know about OT if they haven't had personal experiences. I thought all three hosts did an amazing job answering the autism question from a few weeks ago. The one thing I would add would be to start the conversation by asking questions to gauge where the parent is in the process. Do they have any concerns? Is autism on their radar? Have they recently been to their pediatrician? In my experience, having background information about where the parent is in the process and meeting them there is super helpful and it leads to better conversations.
1: Yeah, I think tone down in general is great advice for parents to follow. Just just Tone it down. Tone down the parties. Tone down the costumes. Let's stop putting so much pressure on ourselves, right? I think that was some good advice.
0: Definitely. No, we're glad that you feel reflected as an occupational therapist and also that you enjoyed our answer to that question. um, And we appreciate you extending um, your thoughts to us and offering some additional advice. We always love hearing about your experiences and getting your sage wisdom. So please keep sending those letters in. You can do that by emailing momandad at slave.com. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive right into our listener question. We are back and ready to hear today's listener question.
3: Dear mom and dad, my child attends a Dodia school with a small class size. So short term and limited options for outside friends. A mixed gender friend group has formed, but one member of the group is struggling to connect and exhibiting behaviors that are causing others to want to exclude them. Apparently the kid is not bad, just annoying. Another kid is hosting a get together and has not invited the struggling child. My child is invited and wants to attend, but we're both agonizing over what to do my kid is always kind to the other child but doesn't enjoy the person obviously the party will not remain a secret because we're in a small community and i am friends with the other parent what would you advise for either of us thanks friendship fiasco
1: uh well first of all i had to look up dodia that's department of defense education activity like a military school on a base um but i think that's beside the point this is this is a dynamic we've all seen in our lives it's it's agonizing just to imagine the different facets of this cuz this kid is annoying. He's not bad, he's annoying. So why would you want to hang out with him at the same time excluding him in this small community when you know it's going to get back to him that there was this party and he was and they weren't invited? Like that's going to feel terrible. I think it's too early to, you know, extricate this kid from parties. I think that they deserve another chance. Um I really want to know what they're doing. That's annoying, um, and I wonder if your child friendship fiasco. Who it's so it's so sweet that they're always kind to the other child, and they're they're agonizing over what to do because this is a decision that's that's weighing on them. And though they're not the ones deciding whether or not to include this kid or not, you know, maybe reach out to the host of this party and and kind of talk through it with them, and and just like wonder aloud with them. Well. What if? What if you invite invite them this time, and I'll and I'll kind of take the this the annoying child under my wing, and and maybe there's something that that I can do to to help them, uh, you know, feel more comfortable. Maybe they're acting out of insecurity or 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 discomfort. But like all in all, I just think that just excluding this kid right now is not, it's just not nice. It's just a not not nice. But I don't know, because who wants to hang out with an annoying kid? What do you think,
2: Zach? I completely agree with everything you've said, because this isn't an easy, you know, situation where, you know, there's implications on both ends, right? This kid deserves, I I also believe that kids, you know, they're young and the hurt that they will feel, you know, and they need to see these kids all the time. I think that makes the situation so much worse. So I feel like if you are good enough friends with the annoying kids, parents, maybe have a conversation with them about you know if you're able to pinpoint where their child is struggling. You know, frame it in a way that is helpful because chances are they don't know what the problem is, right? And they can't correct it if they don't know what the problem is. Um, I do like the idea of going to the host and saying something because you know we talked about exclusion. It just it's really shitty. I personally would still invite the kid in a small community, you be inclusive because it's, I think the interactions going forward are going to be really awkward. Uh, That's what I would say. I would definitely try to have conversations with both parents and try to make things, you know, figure out a happy medium.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you both. I definitely think it's worth reaching out to the hosts and just talking about how painful it could be for a child in such a small group to be left out. Then having that conversation with the parent of the child in question that, hey, you know, there seems to be a little tension between so-and-so and and the group. Um, I've observed some things. Could we maybe chat about it, you know? And I know that's a very courageous conversation to have to have. I mean, nobody wants to be told anything negative about their child. But, you know, I just think of so many people that have suffered socially, you know, things perhaps could have been different if there had been some intervention and someone would say, hey, these behaviors are really people don't like being treated that way, you know, you got to work on how you talk to people, you got to keep your hands to yourself, you know, things that can become these kind of deeply antisocial behaviors, or a child that could grow up being really isolated um, from their peers and That's not to say they can't have meaningful friendships, but, you know, that they're not able to really do well in this broader group when it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Because, like you said, the behaviors are not like bad, just annoying. I wish that parents of annoying children were told, hey, your kid's kind of out here annoying everyone sooner than later, you know, so it can be addressed.
1: I interviewed this woman who's going to be on on the show I think in the next couple of weeks her her name is Dr. Marissa Franco and she just wrote a book about friendship and it's importance in our lives. she's a a professor and a and a psychologist and a researcher and and one of the things she told me um a key thing that we can do with our friends is normalize telling them when when they've heard us and that's that's something that I think this speaks to like Telling this, you know, quote, annoying kid that they're being annoying or saying it in a nicer way is only going to help. That's going to make them feel closer to you and vice versa. And it's going to make them aware of their, you know, annoying tendencies. So by excluding them, by alienating them, by not making them feel like they are welcome, that, that isn't going to get, it's not going to get you anywhere. And, and it's certainly just going to make this kid not very happy with themselves because they're not even going to know why they weren't included. They're just not going to get this invitation. Then they're going to be scratching their head. saying, what did I do wrong? God damn it, I'm not good enough. Like, what what, what did I do? Like, you, there's a nice way to tell someone, like you said, when, when they're being annoying.
2: And it definitely, you know, will impact their self-esteem moving forward. And at that age, right? It's like you care so much about being included. Um, you know, kids, they talk and you can't really hide that stuff. So... You know, I would think about when I was a kid, I wasn't i wasn't annoying, but I was a really shy kid. And if someone had come up to me and be like, you know, I was good in like small circles, you know, small interactions. And um, if I had, a, you know, an adult that understood that and was like, okay, we're gonna maybe cater to that, you know, we're gonna not, you know, try to help me in this situation, when there's so many kids, it's overwhelming to me. It's like, that's what helps everyone move forward, right? And it would have helped me so much if, you know, there was that understanding and someone was there to be like, okay, like, I understand how, like, what's going on with you. And but this is how we want to help you. So ultimately, I think that's the goal We want everyone to do and feel well.
0: Absolutely. Letter writer, we would love an update on this we hope our advice was helpful and please, please keep us posted everyone else. Do you have some advice for our letter writer? You can let us know by emailing us at mom at slate.com. That's also where you can send any questions of your own. It is finally time for some recommendations. Uh, Fiona, what are you recommending?
2: This is going to be a fun one. My son and I just discovered this game, and he loves board games. He's so into them right now. I don't know if you two know about it, but it's called Blockus, and apparently it's been around for a while. It's this puzzle game. It's a board, and there's all these pieces, and you have to, It's involves a lot of strategy to fitting all the pieces on the board. Um, it's kind of like Tetris, but <laughs> we have an octagon-shaped board, and uh, or hexagon. Um, and it takes probably about 30 minutes and you can play it from my style six now, but you could play it till you're like 99. So um, it's a great use of time and we just love it. We've played it every time he comes back to home, it's on our to-do list.
1: <laughs> so this it's not digital. It's like an actual thing that you touch.
2: Yeah. It's a tangible game. I'm
1: looking this up. Because I love Tetris.
2: I know. It's very different than anything I've, played before so for the holidays it's
0: fun for adults and kids
1: block us great that's awesome
0: yeah maybe we need to try this because we could use a new game uh what about you zach what are you recommending
1: i'm recommending forest bathing i was up north uh, in northern michigan with some friends this weekend and just i got you know we were with the kids so i didn't get much time to myself but i went out in the backwoods behind a friend's house just for like 20 minutes all by myself no one around other than trees and leaves and birds and I just took it in I just like had some time to myself I did some some weird interpretive dancing based on how I was feeling in the moment I did some singing I like just climbed on some fallen trees like I was seven years old and it felt so good. And then like an hour later, uh, I was walking with Noah out in the woods and then like gave her some space, probably walked like 100 yards past her. And then she did her own solo forest bathing. And then I just heard like some singing coming from the distance and she was like moving around. And I think at one point she was laying down making like leave angels, especially if you live in, in the city like me, just getting out into the woods, even if it's just like in the you know park inside the city, um, something specifically about doing it by yourself you know, leave your phone or put your phone away and just, like, take in the, take in the fall. It's a, it's a great time of year right now to be outside.
0: Forest bathing. I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's an actual term. I actually looked it up. That It was um, created in 1982 by the Japanese Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry, and Fisheries. And, and the word, it's in Japanese, but it translates to forest bathing or absorbing the forest atmosphere. So that's what it is. Just absorbing the atmosphere. You, you don't um, actually take a bath. You can rub leaves all over yourself, though. Nothing wrong with that.
2: What time of day did you go?
1: Oh, good question. Late afternoon. It was, like, unseasonably warm. It was, like, in the high 60s here in Michigan this weekend. It was magnificent.
2: Uh, You've inspired me. I'd love to
0: get out of the city here in L.A.
1: Yeah, do it. How about you, Jamila?
0: Well, I am recommending the movie Bros. It didn't do super well. Um... I don't think it really met expectations, but I thought it was rather cute. You know, it's not a perfect movie. It's definitely significant to have a big box office rom-com about two men. And I think it's a sweet movie. It's definitely not a family movie. It's an adult film. Um, There's, you know pretty solid performances i mean it's a little long i think all movies are a little long it's about two hours and 15 minutes i think everything could be a solid 90 i'm gonna start like a solid 90.com it's like a movement to like make films be 90 minutes long because my attention span is struggling but that was pretty decent i gave it a shot you know not the best movie i've ever seen not the worst but i thought it was good
1: did you laugh out loud a lot
0: no, I just, it was more chuckle funny, you know, um, I think I got more caught up in the love story than, you know, like it actually being like a haha comedy. But there were a few there are a few laugh moments. Uh, Deborah Messing has a pretty memorable cameo, but not the biggest haha funny movie, but few rom-coms are.
1: Did you go to the theater?
0: I went to the theater. Yeah popcorn i had popcorn i had a cheese and caramel mix that was absolutely awful Ooh. it was disgusting like the cheese had this weird <laughs> aftertaste and i was dying i'm from chicago where we have garrett's popcorn which is so delicious and so good they are known for a cheese and caramel corn mix there's one in new york there is not one out here and boy what they were selling at the movies was pretty disgusting so shout out to the regal cinema at the grove that's the worst popcorn i've had like It was so bad. I was so hungry. So I'm just kind of like casually, like the caramel was edible, but the cheese had this really bad aftertaste. (laughs) Like it was just so synthetic tasting. Like this was worse than like any little bag of popcorn you got at a birthday party when you were kids. Like this was really bad, really bad. I paid so much money for it.
1: How much does a movie and, and popcorn cost in LA now?
0: Oh, my God. I've kind of blocked it out of my mind. My mom freaks out. Like, I, we went to the movies, and she made a whole, like, oh, my God, that's how much it costs. I was like, Mom, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So, I don't know. I feel like I've blocked the cost out of my mind because it's so high. But I feel like a ticket is probably 16 or $17. And uh, with taxes, you know, you're pretty close to $20 per person or per adult. Um, and then... The popcorn, I'm sure I spent at least $20 on like my popcorn and my freestyle machine
1: soda. But you got to see a movie. and I, I mean, seeing a comedy in the theater, there's just something really fun about it.
0: There is something fun about it. Pretty quiet audience, though. And I
1: like Billy Eichner.
0: I like Billy Eichner, too. He's fine. All right, well... You guys, thank you so much for another episode of Mom and Dad are Fighting. Thank you for listening. As always, this episode of Mom and Dad are Fighting is produced by Christy Tywell, Mac and and Rosemary Belson. For Fiona Kong and Zach Rosen, I'm Jamila Lemieux. Thank you for listening.